Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to a workshop that I am hosting the first week of June. This workshop is going to focus entirely on digital marketing. And the goal of this workshop is to help you bust through the confusion and overwhelm so that you can conquer digital marketing and grow your flower business. I am going to share with you in this workshop my step-by-step framework for leveraging digital marketing as a florist, and you will walk away with a personalized blueprint, clear action plan so that you know exactly where to focus your time, effort, and energy. And we're going to dive into understanding the most efficient and effective advertising platforms for you to market your business, how to leverage social media, and exactly where to prioritize your spending so that you can get your business in front of your dream customers. This workshop is being hosted online. Yes, if you can't join me live, there will be a video replay so that you can play catch up in your own time. I will leave the link to sign up to this workshop in the show notes so that you can grab your spot today. And then you get to join me on Zoom and we get to workshop your digital marketing plan and you get to make the most of the rest of 2024. So I would love to see you there. And I am so incredibly excited to host this workshop, share my process with you and make sure that you are crystal clear on exactly what to do to get found by those dream customers. So visit the link in the show notes, grab your spot today, and I will see you at the workshop. You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. If you're listening to this in real time, you will have made it through Valentine's Day 2022. And that is to be commended, my friends. And if you feel as though you have just been hit by a semi-trailer and want to curl up in a ball because you are so exhausted you don't even know what's happened to you, perfect. (laughs) That is a sign that you've just poured your heart and soul into your work. Now, before you run away and say, I don't ever want to do that again, and aren't we all grateful that Valentine's Day only comes once a year, please open a Google Doc. Name it something practical like debrief Valentine's Day 2022. And then without thinking about it too much, don't make this a big long exercise if you are physically exhausted, but quickly jot down three things that went well and three things that you would do differently next time. This is a practice that I still adopt to this day for everything in my business. And it is so helpful. And if you can do it in and amongst the fatigue, if you can take 10 minutes and just do it right now, your future self is going to be so grateful. Because I was looking through our Google Drive and I found a very miscellaneous, like I feel like it was an Excel document. Like this is even before we started using Google Docs. This is like turn of the century, my friends. (laughs) 
But it was literally like, clearly Sloan and I had sat down and just decided, okay, no, we're going to take 15 minutes now. We're just going to debrief on this. Documented some observations, documented what we would change next time, documented kind of where the deliveries were, what did the rhythm feel like, when did we say no, where was the cutoff, so that the next year we could make things even better. So if you're tired, if you're exhausted and you don't even want to think about it, this is for you. Just take 10 minutes and open up a Google Doc and take notes on three things that went well and three things that you would do differently next time. And then you can close the door and come back and do your big formal debrief later. Yeah? You are going to be so much better off if you do it now. Please. (laughs) I know you're tired. I know you're tired, but it will be good for you. So today, my friends, I wanted to do a deep dive into the world of Instagram hashtags. And this episode has been inspired by... All of the crazy people in the world who are telling everybody that they need to be posting all of the time and doing reels and that if you're not posting three times a day on Instagram that you're doing it wrong. I heard this the other day. (laughs) It's like, oh my God, I'm exhausted. Just at the idea of trying to post three times a day. Like that just drains me of all the energy that I could possibly have. I feel like I would just like melt into a pool on the floor. And it's so fascinating. And I don't know if I can repeat myself enough. We floral designers have a very strategic advantage. We are allowed to approach Instagram from a very different perspective because we don't have to worry about engagement. We don't have to worry about the algorithm. All we need to worry about is being in the right place at the right time. And for the majority of floral designers, the secret to getting found on Instagram is following the right hashtag strategy. And I know with some of you guys inside of the private community, we've been really diving into this again and again and again. And I think it's so fun to kind of learn some of the nuances of different cities and different countries around the world and just making sure I keep coming at teaching how to hashtag from as many different perspectives as possible, because it can be incredibly overwhelming particularly because the simplicity flies in the face of what we traditionally see from everybody else who teaches Instagram, right? If somebody else is telling you, well, you need to post three times a day to keep up with the algorithm, you need to show that they're active. And then Kathleen comes along and says, don't worry about that. Focus on your hashtag strategy. It's very likely you're not going to pay attention to what I say to you, (laughs) which is fine. Because for those of you who have already followed my lead and have already jumped in and are sorting through your hashtag strategy, you'll begin to see how effective this is. But I wanted to walk through this step-by-step to really make sure everybody's paying attention to the details. And when it comes to Instagram, you don't have to spend your time worrying about the algorithm. You don't have to spend your time on reels unless you find it creatively satisfying. You don't need to post more than once a day And you don't have to have this like crazy content creation epicness that many other business owners need to follow, particularly those people who teach Instagram and social media, right? Because you're going to look at them and be like, oh, right, well, they've got 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, 200,000 followers. They must know what they're talking about. I'm going to take the lead from them. But the thing that they don't know 
is marketing strategy for floral designers. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's so important to remember our customers behave differently, right? We have some very specific logistical considerations that affect both our customers and the recipient, right? We have some limitations in terms of where you might do a delivery or where you're doing weddings and events or where you might do the funeral arrangement or how far out your subscriptions go. It's not like in other industries where your followers are going to turn into your paying clients, right? Because if I think about that for a second, if we were able to follow that approach in floristry, that would mean that some beautiful young girl in Boston is going to start following a Boston floral designer well before she's even thinking about getting married. And then She's going to be so inspired by what the Boston floral designer posts on her Instagram feed that maybe that's going to spawn her engagement. And then she'll come back and be like, hey, are you available on this date? Most humans don't behave that way. Most humans are looking for a little bit of reprieve from the chaos of their daily life and find a great sense of relaxation and joy from looking at what floral designers do which is why so many floral designers have so many followers. It's not to say every single one of those followers is their customer. No, it's like, oh, hey, here's some free joy. Would you like some? Oh, yes, please. And I will take some too. And also me over here, right? So it's really important that we pause and really think about what our customer does and how they behave and really live into the concept that we get to approach marketing from a totally different perspective. But what it requires in most instances is you have to go against the grain, you have to step out of the norm, and you have to put yourself in your customer's shoes. You can solve so many marketing conundrums, so many communication conundrums, if you close your eyes and actually envision what it's like to be in your customer's shoes. Right. And because there's so little support and clarity and transparency in our industry and in talking about what actually matters when it comes to marketing, you're going to feel like you're doing something out of the ordinary because everybody else is showing up on Instagram and talking about engagement and breaking the algorithm. And everybody's going to be like, you need to do like four to six reels a week. Plus, you need to post three times a day. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine doing what did I say? Four to six reels in a week to post three times a day. So that's 21 posts, let alone, I don't even know what they're harping on about how often you need to show up on stories. Like you're going to literally be spending all of your time sorting through Instagram content, not even answering the phone, responding to emails. Oh, and let's just talk about the job of actually making the creation, right? But that kind of approach might be required in other industries, but we don't have to follow that strategy as floral designers, right? And I have signed up for my fair share of courses and programs and teaching and all of this, like really understanding what it takes and also recognizing that the one piece of the puzzle that's missing for so many courses and programs is that there are some very specific requirements that we have to take on board when it comes to understanding marketing and strategy in our business right? And I know for me, like I still look at some of my favorite florists and I put them up on this pedestal, right? And we see them getting published in magazines and featured on blogs and doing these things in cute little styled shoots and all these things. And it's really reinforcing for every single one of us, like getting published and 
really thinking, building the belief, solidifying the belief for us that it's like, well, I must need to get famous, right? Without ever pausing to think, is every person who follows that floral designer a paying client? But also because of, I don't even know how many dozens, possibly hundreds of humans are employed by our friends at Facebook, like the psychologists who are paid to sort through, okay, this is how the human brain works. This is the dopamine hit that we want to give everybody. They're going to keep asking you and demand of you. And because they understand how the human brain works, they're going to get you to keep coming back onto the app and keep chasing after more Instagram followers. And we're constantly left spinning our wheels, right? It's like, but I'm posting all the time. Why am I not getting customers? Because it's all about understanding strategy and really recognizing, right? Embracing the discomfort of the fact that we get to approach things very differently. And the most important thing to remember, there's actually two things to remember, but one, the people who are going to be paying you money, right? Your customer could be based anywhere in the world, literally, right? You could be working with a customer who's in Singapore who wants a flower delivery to Toronto, Sydney, Chicago, Vancouver, Los Angeles, Byron Center, Michigan. Your customer, the person paying the money can be based anywhere in the world. But your service is limited to a very specific geographical footprint. It's that one aspect, right? The fact that your service is limited by the geography that actually really helps you crack the code when it comes to marketing. That geographical constraint requires you to think differently because you're not doing a flower delivery or a wedding anywhere in the world right? You're not doing a funeral arrangement in any country or on any continent in the world. You're doing them within your delivery area. But the people who might pay you to do that work could be based anywhere. This is like a very nuanced industry as compared to like anything, right? If we ran cafes, if we were local restaurant managers or local chefs, right? We're going to be catering our marketing and focusing our marketing on getting the people in that geographical area to come into our shop, right? If we're an online clothing business, we could potentially cater to anyone in the world because we can potentially ship to anywhere in the world. So important to remember, right? What works from a marketing point of view in other industries isn't always immediately replicable within the floral design industry. That's why, right, when you sign up for some of those Instagram trainings or you follow somebody on Instagram who's going to teach you about Instagram, there's some specifics that are going to be missing. And it's those specifics that really help you crack the code. And at the end of the day, when it comes to floristry and floral design, the majority of how we're going to get found is going to come through our hashtag strategy, right? And it does require us to sit down and have the discipline of doing the manual job of jumping in and doing research, right? And I know for me, like when I first started posting the Instagram, I was like, hashtag dogs and weddings, hashtag wedding flowers, hashtag wedding flower inspiration, hashtag wedding flower ideas, hashtag succulent, hashtag plant, hashtag red rose, right? And I think my thought process, pretty sure my thought process went something like this. If I post this picture and I go hashtag wedding flower inspiration, maybe the people who handle that hashtag will discover me, I'll get famous, I'll have all of these Instagram followers, and then all of the good customers will come and ask me to create the magic that I want to create. 
Except then, if you look up the hashtag, I did this the other day, so you don't even need to look it up. But if you look up the hashtag wedding flowers, 7,773,818 posts. I don't think Kathleen's post is going to get found in there. (laughs) Right? And it's so interesting because if we actually sit down and think about it, it's like, oh, but then what do I do? And at the end of the day, I know a lot of people are kind of like, you should only use two to three hashtags. But I'm like, you know what? You got 30 hashtags. Why not use them all? Like literally. But also just keep track of the data for yourself. See what happens, right? Keep experimenting. Keep coming back to the data and keep creating new hypotheses. And really knowing like the place to start when it comes to weddings and events is really focusing in on the hashtags that are specific to the hashtags that your clients will be searching. Most cases, that's going to be the venue hashtags and the local area hashtags. And I am like, use them all. The venues you want to be doing work at, use all of the hashtags. And it is a manual job to have to sit down and you have to go into the hashtags and search. But like, I was looking the other day at like one of my favorite venues and I was like, there's 27 hashtags now. Like back when I was a wee one and just starting out, I think there were seven. (laughs) Now there's 27. Still use them all, my friends. If you're focused on daily deliveries, it's going to be some version of your town, your city, your suburb and flower or flower delivery. Definitely do your research because in some cities it goes like flower delivery city. And then in some other places it goes like name of the suburb flower delivery or name of the suburb florist. So it is a manual job, but it is so worth it. Because I know for so many of you guys, I remember one of you guys saying to me, oh my God, I just landed like a really high value order because she had gotten really creative with her hashtags and she had started doing more research And even though there weren't that many hashtags under this one hashtag that she had used, it was super relevant to her suburb. And literally the woman was on the phone and she was like, no, I found you because you used this hashtag because it's relevant to that neighborhood, right? And it's a hashtag that somebody who's looking for a flower delivery would use, right? And this is like free advertising. This is how you actually get on your active client's radar. And I know like, Shadow banning is something that people talk about and it's unsure, uncertain because Instagram won't confirm that it's a thing, but who knows, right? Who knows how much control everybody has over all of the things, but don't worry about it. Just keep experimenting. But what it does require us to do, right, is break away from the mold and step away from the crowd because you're going to see florists show up and be like, hashtag wedding flowers. And then you're going to be like, but Kathleen says I should focus on like the geography plus florist or the venues I want to be working at. And this is where like the rubber hits the road in terms of like stepping away from the crowd. Instead of posting yet another pretty flower picture, really put yourself in your customer's shoes. Really break with tradition. My favorite is like graphic headlines on Canva and something that's really going to capture their attention, something that's really going to be like, hey, I'm here to help. And hey, I'm here to talk about the things that nobody talks about within this industry. Let's talk about budgets. Let's talk about seasonal availability. Let's talk about making the most of your wedding day. Let's talk about five tips for planning your wedding. Let's talk about what's in season. Let's talk about what to send for a sympathy arrangement. The most important thing is to keep coming back and putting yourself in your customer's shoes. And I feel like sorting through Instagram is a little bit like death by a thousand cuts because it really is this, like you have to have this, the dominoes lined up to make it work. 
but you go ahead and you just figure it out one at a time. If you keep waking up every day and you keep putting yourself in your customer's shoes and thinking like, okay, so I'm going to go in, I'm going to jump into this hashtag. Like what are my potential clients seeing when they look at this collection of hashtags? What could I do in terms of standing out from the crowd? How could I capture their attention? How could I use my captions as a way to educate and inform and like proactively provide customer service to them? Like one of the simplest things on the planet is using your captions as real estate to just answer your last customer's question. Like it's allowed to be that straightforward, but it really does require us to step away from the crowd, right? Which feels scary, right? Because we think we should just have an Instagram feed filled with beautiful flower photos. And we should have captions that are like, Tom and Timmy's beautiful day, emoji, 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 hashtag wedding flowers. But if you then put yourself in your customer's shoes, it's going to bring so much more clarity, right? And then you can kind of turn it into a game because you're like, oh my gosh, because here's the thing, working with you guys from around the world, one thing is very consistent. You look up any venue's hashtag, it all looks the same. Literally, it could be like in the middle of Australia and then outside somewhere in Minnesota and then somewhere near like Cambridge. (laughs) It's like, uh, what? No, literally, like our clients are bombarded with the same thing again and again and again. So really mustering up the courage to stand apart, to capture your client's attention and do something different. And I promise you, right? Like if you get, and when you get your hashtag strategy sorted, it's one of you guys said to me the other day, you're like, oh my God, hashtags are the new version of being on the vendor's referral list. Correct. This is like a shortcut to being able to do work at the places you want to do work. And really allowing us and allowing you to really think about the fact that Instagram is allowed to be easy, right? It doesn't have to be such a big struggle. Right. And I remember being in such a dark place with Instagram because like the comparison, what does Marie Forleo call it? Comparison slogger, right? It is real. It is a thing. But that's also when I was like, well, clearly I need to be figuring out Instagram. So I asked myself my favorite question. What would it look like if it was easy? And I just started playing a completely different game. And all of a sudden now I'm like, this is the most fun ever. Like it's allowed to be simple and it's allowed to be straightforward, but it requires you to really embrace the discomfort of breaking all of the rules, right? And just know you have full permission to come back and break with tradition and just put yourself in the customer's shoes and it works. And really knowing that if you spend an hour now sorting out your hashtag strategy, this is like the ultimate in a marketing masterclass. Because if you sit down and really think like your customer and think, okay, what are the hashtags that they might use if they're looking for a flower delivery or a subscription or funeral flowers or sorting through a wedding or event? What are the actual hashtags that my customer will use? And then go in and look at those hashtags and be like, okay, if I was my customer, what would I think looking at this? How could I stand out from the crowd? How could I show up in a way that's really relevant to my potential client? The right hashtag mixed with the right image, mixed with a beautiful, lovely, helpful, and educational caption. Make it super clear about what the next step is. Have your bio crystal clear. 
set up your link tree, lead the way, make it really obvious as to what's next. And then do the same thing when they land on your website, right? And really understanding that this entire marketing and sales journey can be built one step at a time and one hypothesis at a time. And yeah, it takes time and a level of persistence, but it is true magic, right? It is true magic when you start to see the pieces of the puzzle come together, particularly, right? Because you don't want to be navigating those like miscellaneous wedding inquiries through your DMs or people picking up the phone and just asking completely arbitrary questions, right? You can navigate all of that on Instagram. And your only job is to put yourself in your customer's shoes. And it's going to shine like so much light on what the right solution is, right? And we're going to be filled with doubt and uncertainty because when we're comparing our approach on Instagram to what other kind of like famous florists are doing or what other people are doing in other industries, that's just going to reinforce that doubt. But I promise you, Instagram's allowed to be simple. It's allowed to be easy. And the real secret is to put yourself in your customer's shoes. Break all the rules, break all the traditions, and you're going to come up with some amazing ideas. Absolutely amazing ideas. Go out there, do your hashtag research, step away from the crowd, break the mold, and you're going to blow your dang mind with what you can achieve. Okay, my people, drive safe, have a beautiful day, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.